Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On this week's episode in her space. It just got to the point where I didn't want to be an herbalist just, you know, selling products and, you know, continuing people thinking that the solution for every single problem, their degenerative disease, if they played a role in manifesting, could be remedied from something made by man. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or even a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or if you feel comforted throughout the episode, lady, please leave us a review and tell us what we're doing right so we can stay on track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit herspacepodcast.com and enter your email address to get updates about our live events and all of the new beginnings that we have for this year. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Terry here from the Herspace podcast and I have some exciting news for you. I just published my self-help book, How to Glow Up As You Grow Up, your go-to guide for overcoming obstacles and making lemonade. So if you've ever experienced loss, childhood trauma, a narcissistic partner or depression, this book is just for you. If you visit glowupbook.com, again, that's glowupbook.com, you can order your copy today and you will surely be inspired. So I hope that you decide to join me on this journey and I'll see you soon. All right, lady, today we have a very, very special guest in her space. We are so excited to have Tahuti Ma'atra. He is a master herbalist, health researcher, metaphysician, and spiritual counselor. He's the founder and owner of Tahuti Mahatra Herbs, which is an online emporium that assists all people desiring to take their own health into their own hands and or who want to improve their lives by improving their health and well-being on all levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Tahuti, welcome to Her Space. Thank you guys for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Yes, you are so welcome. Yes, we are so looking forward to this conversation. So we are going to just go for it and start with our quote of the day, which Tahuti will sound really familiar to you. Disease did not come out of a bottle. So the healing for disease will not come out of a bottle. Does that sound familiar? Absolutely. 
<laughs> well, it should because those are your words. And that quote really sets the tone for the conversation that we're going to have today. And so what I want to know is what inspired that quote? What inspired that quote, disease does not come out of a bottle? Dealing with a lot of people and thinking that the remedy, you know, the so-called or quote-unquote cure comes out of a bottle. You know, over the years, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot of people who would inquire of me what product of mine or from someplace other could help them with their particular pathology. And it just got to the point where I didn't want to be an herbalist just, you know, selling products and, you know, continuing people thinking that the solution for every single problem, their degenerative disease, if they played a role in manifesting, could be remedied from something made by man, whether you're a herbalist or a pharmacist, etc., that the so-called cure or the remedy comes from a bottle, as if the disease came out of a bottle. No, the disease came from your improper lifestyle. So your healing, the quote unquote cure, also comes from lifestyle modification. And that's what I wanted to convey with that statement. Disease does not come out of a bottle because the remedy also does not come out of a bottle. That is a deep quote. And we're going to dive in a bit deeper to learn more about that. But I want to take us back to the very basics to Hootie. So hopefully you don't laugh at us for this question. But Dom and I were having this conversation before we started chatting with you. And we were doing our research. And I was like, wait, I've always been taught that the ancient herbs or herbs was silent. But I know the master herbalist pronounces the H. So I'm like, hold on. We need to double check with the Hootie first to make sure that we are pronouncing this correctly. So can you talk to us a little bit about the etymology there and the correct pronunciation for H-E-R-B-S? <laughs> yeah, well, around the, the world, especially in, in Central and South America, they say herbs with the H. It's only in the Western world where the H is silent and we say herb, but technically both are correct. That is good to know. The Western world just always messes some stuff up, right? I'm like, our language... They always say it's like the hardest language to learn. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So thank you for clarifying that for us, Tahuti. <laughs> yeah, just being technical, you say herbs, herbs, you know, same thing. We know what you're talking about. Potato, Exactly. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and so can you tell us about how you began your healing journey and how you healed yourself from bronchial asthma. And I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes, 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 bronchial asthma. Uh, great question. For me, it started in childhood. You know, I, I always had the knack for healing. Not to, you know, talk astrology here, but I have sun in Taurus in the sixth house. And in astrology, the sixth house is the house of health. So anytime your son is in a particular house, you have the knack for the attributes of that house. So I, I, I always have the knack for health, hygiene, 
working with people, you know, love and care of animal. These are all six house quotes. So I incarnated with the ability to heal. My beloved paternal grandmother plays a very interesting role. Even though that woman was an illiterate, couldn't read or write, the woman was just a, a master in the kitchen. And I remember her making certain things like jams or jellies and putting things in clear jars and putting them in the window and the colors coming out. And two and three days later, you know, the, the finished product was this great tasting jam or jelly, whatever grandma made. And then also, too, when we were sick, you know, it was grandma who would line us up. And I mean, man, she would give us eucalyptus, you know, menthol, all the things that the folks used to do, you know, back in the day. Cod liver fish oil, which I'm not a fan of, you know, but Grams was doing the best that, you know, she could do predicated upon the knowledge that she had. But my point is, you know, grandma was like the, the, the herbalist, you know, without having the title, you know, all natural stuff. A woman from Mississippi, you know, so unconsciously that played a role in my development of being a, a herbalist. But what really kicked it off for me was in 1982, June of 1982, when I manifested bronchial asthma. I didn't know what it was at first. I just remember coughing like crazy one Sunday night. I coughed so hard, I flew over the couch. And so my parents knew something was wrong. And so they, I went to about three or four hospitals. I was checked into the last hospital and I was diagnosed with bronchial asthma. And I'll never forget that doctor telling my moms that I had a 70% chance of dying. And that pretty much messed my mother up. And that played a role in her later on having a, a nervous breakdown, just the thought of her, a child of hers dying. And I heard that, you know, and I had my second deep, direct conversation with God in the hospital. I didn't want to die. You know, I was, you know, talking to God. God, please don't let me die. You know, I don't want to die. You know, if I live, I promise I'll be good. You know, I'll be good to my siblings. I'll clean up my room. You know, I'll be good to moms and pops. I don't want to die. The next morning, my beloved mother came to the hospital and she checked me out against medical advice, which to me, and in, in, in my opinion, I strongly believe this, that she saved my life. You know, she filled the, the role of an earth angel to her own son that particular day and, you know, checked me out of the hospital. If I was going to die, I was going to be at home, you know, which is a philosophy I have, you know, to this very day. I would rather transition at home than in a hospital amongst uh, strangers and Western doctors. You know, but when the doctor said I had a 70 percent chance of dying and after that, he said I would have it for life. Even as a little boy, when I heard you will have this for life, it never resonated with me. I never embraced it, even at age 12. And from age 12 to about 1995, I would imagine gases coming into my body. I had no idea that it was ozone, but I had no idea of ozone back then. But I, I, for some reason, I would just imagine that a gas could go into my body and, and could heal me. I could be healed. So in 1995, this was probably about six years after becoming conscious and creating my library and libraries, plural, studying everything under the sun that interests me. I did horrible in, in public school, but out of school, the knack for learning, I mean, just, just came out of nowhere. And I was like, wow, I thought I was like a dummy. I thought I didn't like to read it, you know, but that wasn't the case. It was, I had interest in things that interest me. And so, you know, mythology, politics, religio-political occult philosophy, biology, diet, nutrition, 
And then, boom, herbology. Like, that was it for me. And so I learned about herbs. And I already had the knack. You know, I became conscious. But I already had the knack. And so when I learned the cause of a disease and that how you heal the diseases with herbs and targeting the organs, I was like, oh, snap. You can call it bronchial asthma, but it's really an adverse pulmonary condition or lungs condition and weak lungs. So I learned about the herb that had an affinity for the lungs. And I put together three herbs. I made a combination with mullein leaf, cayenne pepper, and fenugreek seed. And I took 12, 15 capsules per day. And in a two-week period, I remember walking to work. And I just remember, this will probably sound gross, spitting up gobs of mucus, thick congealed mucus. And just, just, I mean, just thick for two weeks. But after two weeks, in the spirit of Tony Braxton's song, Breathe Again, I could breathe again. Yes. The doctor said that I would have this for life. Right. And I never went to school at all for anything outside of public school, of course. And I did something that professional Western doctors could not do. And I healed myself from bronchial asthma. And that all came from learning the lungs. So that was how I got my start. But what happened to me in 82, leading up to 1995, that's what really started my path in herbology. That is so inspiring. That is just incredible. And I want to transition into a topic that it might be a little touchy for people. So if you are a sensitive person like me, I'm I'm a sensitive person, you might want to just take a couple deep breaths before we dive into this because Jehudi, you often talk about someone taking on their disease and it becoming part of their identity. And I, I can only imagine that people have a hard time grappling with that, like understanding, wait, this disease that I have, I caused this. So let's, can we just talk about it? What does it look like when one takes on their disease and allows it to become part of their identity? But you also said that you manifested bronchial asthma, which I thought was interesting. So let's dive in. Yes, 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 yes. Great question. I notice on my journey how people, humanity, especially here in, in the Western world, we identify with the disease that we cause and manifest. You will hear people say things like, I'm a diabetic. That's embracing diabetes, which is a term that does not belong to you. That was created by somebody else. All of these medical terms that you find in a Merck manual, these are really terms that are owned by the federal government. And so therefore, they can dictate to you how to use such terms or said terms. And if you use said terms out of place, you can even be threatened with a cease and desist. And you could also either be prosecuted by the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, because those disease, disease terms belong to them, not us. So when, when we embrace them, we take on something, we take on an energy that is not ours. Now, we do have something wrong with us. So when a person has so-called or quote unquote diabetes, what they really have is an adverse pancreas condition. Like myself, the doctor said I had bronchial asthma. I had an adverse lung condition. So these are all adverse lung conditions. This is why I don't have a problem with the FDA, because I understand terminology. I understand word control. Mm -hmm. This was very pivotal in helping people to heal. 
because I was I was getting people to disassociate themselves from a disease, get away from the disease because disease you mitigate or palliate or prevent or treat a disease with a drug. No part of the human body is made up of a drug, so you cannot heal with drugs. You have to get away from the disease that is owned by somebody else and get into the organs. The government does not own organs. The government does not own liver, lungs, the nostrils, brain, doesn't own organs. So when you get into the organ, you don't have to worry about the disease name. See, the disease name helps that industry make billions of dollars. So for example, if you have a, if you have an adverse condition with the liver, in the Western world, they have various names for an adverse liver condition. They may call it hepatitis, which is inflammation of the liver. Hepa is Latin for a liver. Jaundice and cirrhosis. These are three well-known diseases of the liver. However, in the human body, it's just an adverse liver condition. It doesn't acknowledge names. The liver is messed up. It, it is toxic. It's overburdened. And it requires the proper nutrients in order to heal. So you don't need drugs. All you need are herbs that have an affinity for the liver, like the boldo leaf and the milk thistle a seed, a fringe tree bark, buccal urum, gentian root, toad flax, golden seal, turmeric, excellent for the liver, a fenugreek seed, you know, chaka piedra. You just go down the list. These are all liver herbs, hepatics. You take those bad boys, modifying the diet, because that plays the role in, in all of these conditions. We're doing it. We're smoking. We're drinking the alcohol and, and the, you know, the dairy products, which is liquid meat and eating corpse or cadaver, which, we, you know, meat. That's what's causing the problem. When you take the herbs, modify the diet, change your mindset, stop associating with disease like I'm a, a hepatic, I'm a diabetic. Stop all that nonsense. Then you will heal. Guaranteed. Wow. Okay. So you listed a lot of herbs. Yes. And half of them I have never even heard of, right? So if someone is saying, okay, yes, I am tired of using pharmaceutical methods of healing and I want to switch that up and start using herbs to kind of help, where would they even begin to find some of these things? Like, I can't even pronounce some of the things that you listed. So where would they begin to find some of these items? Well, there are basic herbs and then there are exotic herbs. Now, I specialize in the exotic. I, I just love herbs from all over planet Earth. You know, so when you take the best herbs from all over planet Earth, then you're making products that people from all over planet Earth can take and, and benefit from. So you have your basic herbs, your your comfrey and your red raspberry leaf and, and your golden seal and your echinacea and your elderberry and turmeric. Those are like your basics. And those are available in your Whole Foods market, your Trader Joe's. There are still some local herb stores whereby you can find these particular herbs. And then for the exotic herbs, I mean, the game has really changed over the, the years and actually the past uh, decade. However, 
I am a part of a business that specializes in making sure that those hard to find, those rare exotic herbs, in addition to the basic herbs, are available online. And so I have over 1,000 products utilizing herbs from all over planet Earth. I have over 1,000 products. And all your, your rare, hard-to-find herbs are from Thailand and, and, and certain parts of you know, Asia like China, Japan, Korea, you know, Africa, which has the most potent herbs on planet Earth. And then India, which India is known for Ayurveda. And so they have a lot of Ayurvedic herbs, which are very potent, very effective. Uh, in Central and South America. Even Europe, you know, again, like all over, you know, planet Earth, you know, nature is an equal opportunity healer. So you're going to find plants, which is our true medicine, all over planet Earth, you know, and and this is this is not even like a plug for myself, you know, because if you can find herbs wherever you are, right, you could be in San Francisco, you could be in New York and Philadelphia, what have you. And if the herbs are available, get them. My whole thing is just get the herbs. You don't necessarily have to get them from me. A lot of people do. It's because I make it easy for people. And I give you so much for your money because I'm not into profits. I'm into people. Profits follow people. So the business that I'm associated with, Judy Mawa Herbs, we make it all available. And anybody can do their due diligence and do their research. And they'll come back and say that, wow, that place there carries the most products and the most herbs. Guaranteed. And we, we're talking aphrodisiac herbs. We're talking so, so-called weight loss herbs, detox herbs, vitamins and, and minerals. You name it. Female sexual reproductive health, male sexual reproductive health. You name it. We have it. We carry it all. And that, that reflects me because I have such a love of plants. Plants, you know, those are my friends, you know, they've healed me. So I just have this, 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 this intimate thing with, with plants where I talk to them, you know, and they tell me how to merge them with other plants to make certain, you know, uh, formulations. You know, this is like in the spirit of a George Washington Carver, but that's a gift that I have. And so that's how I came up with so many products. That is so incredible. And I will say my husband and I are big fans of Yusuf Hootie. I've done your total body cleanse for women. And also I have the Oz oil I've been using at night, you know, rubbing that all over. So that's been really good. We'd love to know what are the most common myths about diet and nutrition that you can debunk for us? Is there anything out there that you've heard and you're like, eh, I don't know about that? There's a lot in the Western world. This is why people are messed up, you know, not because or not only because of the things that they do, like the diet, the things that they eat and the devices, but the information like you got to get protein, got to get protein, 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 protein. And in the, in the Western world, the, their primary source of protein is animals, animals that you have to eat animals, dead animals at that, dead slaughtered animals in order to get protein. And what they don't tell you is that protein is 22 complete amino acids. And so if you're going to get protein from an animal, you can't fake the funk. You have to be like the carnivore who naturally eats meat, who naturally eats the entire animal. Something that humans don't do in their so-called quest of getting protein, which is 22 complete amino acids. So you cannot eat a breast. I'm talking about a chicken breast, that is. You cannot eat a chicken breast. You cannot eat a thigh or a, a leg, you know, a pork chop. You can't eat a, a part. You know, it's like the head or the hand, the foot. That's one part of an animal. You're not going to have 22 complete amino acids in, in one body part, like you, you, the hand, the hair, you know, the eyes. You know, you're not going to find 22 complete amino acids. 
unless you eat the entire animal. That's why animals get protein from meat because they eat everything down to the bone. They're eating the wool, the, the scale fur, and they're eating the intestines, the gonads, nose, eyes. They're eating everything. So they're getting wow. protein. But right. now, now look at us. You know, again, a, a chicken leg, a rump stick, you know, a fish stick. Like, get out of here. That's not protein. You have to eat the entire fish like the bear does. So that's really like the biggest myth in the Western world, this whole protein thing. And the best source of protein are plants. You know, when we look at the animals that Westerners eat for, for so-called protein, these are vegetarian, these are vegan animals, herbivores. Like the cow doesn't eat meat. The pig doesn't eat meat. You know, the chicken doesn't eat meat. Like we're, we're the animals that we eat don't eat meat. They eat or consume plants. Plants are the best source of protein. What does the animal know? The animal didn't go to college, doesn't go to church. What does the animal know that man doesn't know? Exactly. Right. So then my question is, okay, so you mentioned like we need 22 amino acids to have protein, right? And so if we're going to get that from a plant, then how do we truly do that in a way that helps us to feel satiated? Because I know that oftentimes when someone is transitioning from a meat diet to a plant-based diet, they don't necessarily feel full. A lot of that has to do with these people not detoxing before modifying their diet. When you detox, and I mean, hundreds of thousands of people have detoxed with body detox over the years. And something that is so common from people who detox, just in general, who just detox in general, is they notice that they're not as hungry before they detox because the colon is shrinking and you're able to get nutrients. We have like villi, little stringy like hairs in the colon that absorb like nutrients. And so when you cleanse the colon, the body begins to function optimally again. So you're not hungry. But when you're eating so-called foods, faux foods, false food, fake foods, man-made foods, you're going to always stay hungry because there is no nutrition. So you stay hungry. And that's the body intelligence really helping you out. So you're eating, 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 eating. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. That's the body intelligence hoping that you will eat the right thing so you will get some nutrition because the purpose of eating is to acquire nutrients. And the things that we eat, and I say things because they're, they're, they're really things, you know, they're, they're made in laboratories, what have you, they don't necessarily grow in, in nature, including your produce. A lot of this stuff comes from nutrient devoid soil. There are no nutrients in the soil, no iron, no, no, no zinc, you know, calcium, magnesium, manganese. It, it's, it's depleted. So we're eating things that taste good because of chemicals, but we're not getting the nutrient. And so we're eating, eating, eating. It's an attempt to get the nutrients. Like when a woman is, is pregnant and you hear about women eating crazy and like, I want some pickles and, you know, I want some fish and I want this and I want that. And it's really an attempt to get nutrients to help with that pregnancy. You know, pickles. They don't really want the pickle. They really want sodium. They really want sodium, but, you know, they're not connected with, 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 with nature, you know, mo most of us. So they get the, the sodium from a pickle. You know, they may want meat, you know, 
And it's, it's really that they don't want meat. They really want iron. You see, so the nutrients that we want are like encoded in things. We really don't want those things. We want the nutrients. So people who transition and who don't properly transition, then they're going to feel a certain way. And for people who do it properly and feel that way, that is something called healing crisis. You're going to feel worse before you feel better. It's like a car when you put in new oil. The old oil has to exit before that new oil can make its way. So that car will probably sput and spatter for a while. But when all the old dirty oil is out, then it's smooth sailing. And the same thing with the human body. You know, when you push out the toxins, the, the stuff that doesn't belong in the, the human body, the temple of God, and put in the right things, then it's smooth sailing. Guaranteed. That makes perfect sense. Is it okay if we kind of get uh, all up in your business? I want to ask you a question. Because <laughs> I was ready. I, just, I was I ready. Know, I want to know, what did you eat? What is your yes. plate looking like? And can you, t- yes. you too? And can you yes. also talk about the, the sad diet? Because you know they be, they, they be lying to us over here. So, yes, tell us about your diet, please, Tahuti. Well, I am blessed. I mean, California is going through a lot, but I'm blessed to be in California where we have so many options for raw foods and vegan. And my diet is is, is a vegan diet, which is, a, you know, plant-based diet. And it's 50% raw and then 50% processed, vegan process. So for, I don't, I'm not really a breakfast person, but I will eat fruit. My thing is eating fruit in the morning. Now, my except, my exception to that if I, you know, go out with a family or certain friends, what have you, and we go to a vegan restaurant like Sage Bistro in Pasadena, California, or a Grain Cafe in Los Angeles, California, then we'll do like the mock breakfast with the, the pancakes, gluten-free pancakes. And I'm really unable to eat pancakes unless they have blueberries and bananas and then which are fruit. And then I can do like an alternate, like mock meat type of like sausage, what have you. I'm not, I could do waffles, gluten-free, but we, you know, you have different grains, alternate grains from what the SAD offers us, which is usually your, your white grains, they're, they're processed. But if we're going to do grains, you know, there are certain type of grains that we can do that agree with our body, you know, and so buckwheat is a good one, you know, fendo is a good one. I mean, you can just go down the list, you know, and I tell people, you know, you have to, whatever floats your boat, you rock with that. You know, because I may do good with the wheat or a buckwheat or quinoa, what have you. You may do good mm-hmm. with, with uh, amaranth, you know, or, or brown rice, or what have you. So, you know, you have to really invest a lot of time in finding the things that work best for you. There's not a one size fit all you, with this diet here. You know, it, it's just not a one size uh, fit all, and I don't, I don't advocate that. So that's breakfast. You know, mostly fruit. You know, and you know, apples and bananas. It was strange. I, I was just unable to eat bananas as a little boy. I love bananas now. You know, pineapples, watermelon, you cantaloupe. You know, fruit. And like I said, then you know, have the alternates. Like if I roll out, and that's like maybe like one, two, or three times maximum a week when I'm doing that. Lunch can be a, a nice big green cruciferous salad. Whether it's kale or romaine lettuce, you know, whatever you like, you know, maybe you like parsley, spinach, what have you, you know, your cherry tomatoes, cucumbers, whatever you like. And, and your dressing, you, there are a lot of great vegan dressings on the market or you can make your own. Me, I use uh, extra virgin olive oil, a little abrax, apple cider vinegar, I squeeze some lemon on it. And then I'll add some herbal meal, which is a seasoning or herbal based seasoning with sea salt and herbs. I'll add some poppy seeds, some gamacio, which is sesame seed and sea salt. 
And I'll add some olives. I love olives. Um, Taurus, you know, we are the sodium sign. So we got to have our sodium. So I'll make me a nice, this, this nice kind of somewhat salty, sour tasting salad because of the, of the dressing. And for me, like that's my ideal lunch. But you could do a, a sandwich, you know, vegan sandwich, of, of course, uh, you know, if that floats your boat. There are, like I said, there are a lot of like vegan options out there, vegan entrees. I mean, you can do a burrito. It's just get away from the white, you know, anything that's white, you know, right. your like white taco shells and white bread. Just get away from that and just deal with things that have melanin, that have, you know, color in it. So you can yes. pretty much do the things that, that you've been doing under the SAD, the Standard American Diet. It's just the alternative. You know, there's a place out here called Alok, man. And I mean, their their menu is awesome. And so they, they make awesome salads and they make awesome mock foods out of like mushrooms and, and beans They're just off the chain. So you could do that. So when you have the options, you know, you eat based upon how you feel. You know, one of the issues I had in my case with like my ex-wife is, you know, like with the parenting, like of our boys is... You know, the boys, you know, should eat kind of like in the traditional way. You know, you got breakfast, lunch, dinner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mr. You know, Free Will, just Mr. Free, it's like, uh, well, with me, they eat when they're hungry. Yeah. You know, I eat when I'm hungry. I don't eat like, oh, three o'clock is time to eat, but I'm not hungry. And that's what Americans do. Americans eat like, oh, you know, eight o'clock breakfast, got to eat. Really? You know, it's 12 o'clock, one o'clock, you know, got to eat. It's lunchtime, you know. And then you got dinner and all in between are snacks. And what are you eating under SAD? You know, fat. So you become fat. You are what you eat, you know, dead animals, you know, so you're dying. You're decrepit, what happened, you know? So, you know, there's a science to eating. And we don't learn that here in the Western world. You know, we're programmed from babies on how to eat, what to eat. And that's what does us in from day one. I mean, babies shouldn't be sick. Little children shouldn't be sick. Mm-hmm. You're wearing eyeglasses. You just got here. What's wrong with your eyes? You just got here. I'm 50. I don't wear glasses. You know, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to say lifestyle, but it's really a death style. And that's what's doing us in. And diet can help us correct it. It's not just the herbs. Herbs are food too, but it's not just the herbs. It's like food. Dude, what do you eat? I eat food, fruit, vegetables, seed, nuts. Some grains. I eat food, and the, the, the sad truth of the matter is, a lot of us don't know what food is. You know, a lot of us, a lot of people are disconnected from nature. They think food comes out of a super casket or a supermarket. Super casket. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! Casket. I mean, because everything is in a box, right? Your milk is dead. Yes. It's in a box. Oh, you know, or a serving time that's incarcerated, so your food is in the can. Back in the day, we would say, you know, man, I just got out the can. You know, with the students playing for jail, so we're eating incarcerated food, dead food. I mean, we all what we eat. I mean, that makes sense. You know, I've heard a lot of times. I've heard people say, okay, when you go to the grocery store, you shop the perimeter. Because all of the fresh foods are the things on the outside. Once you step into the aisles, that's the things that are more processed, the things that are going to be less healthy for you. Because I see that's where, like you mentioned, the canned food section, the canned food section, the frozen food section, your junk food, your snacks. So like those golden Oreos that I love so much, like, and I recognize that those things are processed. and 
And I have to admit, during the pandemic, the early the early stages of quarantine, I was going through those golden Oreos, man. And then after a while, I said, wait, hold on. I recognize that these things, that they're not good for me, right? And I realized, okay, wait, if I don't have them in the house, then I'm not going to eat them. And so I stopped buying them. And so now I'm in that space of, okay, what can I have in the house that I'm going to enjoy that's going to be good for me? Right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, and appreciate the honesty. There's a science to the super, I'm going to say supermarket. I joke you say super casket. The super casket is fun. I, lo- I love it. <laughs> to going inside that gigantic casket, the super casket. And so, like you said, you know, like the your produce may be like to the right, you know. And then you have other things like the the deli, you know, live, you know, uh, food where they do your soups and salads and things like that, you know, maybe to the left, what have you. The most important thing that Westerners go to the super casket for dairy products, a milk. And so you'll notice that like your dairy products, you know, your sour cream, your yogurt, all of that stuff is in the back of the, the supermarket or super casket. And so you have these aisles. They got these aisles that trap people. So it's like, okay, what you want is back there. But it's like, we dare you to make it back there without picking up things along the way. Mm-hmm. Baskets. I mean, you want, you know, for a keg of milk, you don't really need a basket, you know, or shopping cart, I should say. But we're programmed to get the shopping cart and we have to go down or through the aisle to get to where the dairy products are. And so you have things in the super casket, like little flickering lights, you know, just flickering. You're like, well, what is this here? You know, and the yellow letters, you know, are it's either red or orange or, or orange, red or yellow, which are the colors of the lower chakras, you know? So yeah, it's a, it's a this awesome science that these people use uh, in a sinister fashion. So things are flickering and you see the red colors, Orange colors are the yellow colors with the two ninety nine or uh, buy two, you know, get one free or half half price, half off, what have you. So you're just snatching up stuff, all the dead stuff, you know, the Lay's potato chips and the, the the cookies and just junk food, you know. Then they got the frozen owl, you know. So you got your your frozen pizzas and your, your frozen foods and all just, you know, ice cream, snot cream, whatever you want to call it. You know, you got all that stuff there that by the time you get to the back. You know, that shopping cart is, is, is half, you know, full, you know, and then you got to come exactly. back, you know, oh my goodness. you know, I missed that. What are these? You know, they got the candy aisles, you grabbing the junior mints and the Kit Kat and the Snicker bars and they got the large size because here in America, everything is super sized meat. You know, it's all mm-hmm. about, oh, we, we're still living large, literally, you know, everything got to be large, you know, the big this, the big that, the big gulp from 7-Eleven back in the day, everything just, you know, huge. And so you get to the the front, you know, of casket, the super casket market, and you you know you have to go through checkout, and that's where all the magazines are, you know. So while you're there waiting, it's like, hmm, you know, because you're not going to think and use your mind, and you know, think about like I'm a herbalist, so when I'm in line, I'm going to think about herbs, you know, I'm going to think about case law. I love law, so I'm think case law, it, you know, just creative things that benefit me in life, but the mm-hmm. average person. Well, hell, I'm bored here. I've got to wait. What happened? What is this? Christy Alley here. Oh, John Travolta, you know. Oh, hmm. Hey, did. <laughs> you know, 
onto the microphone. Hmm, you know, let me just throw that in the car up here. You know, I mean, it's a science. They got it broken down yes. to just like the the the, the department store. Mm-hmm. You know, the department store was based off of Frank L. Baum, The Wizard of Oz. You know, so it's these huge phantasmagorical places with lights, flickering lights that look like Emerald City, what have you. You know, so your department stores were built predicated upon The Wizard of Oz. Everything in the Western world, especially America, is a science. Is a sci- And one of the master scientists who was a marketing genius, the, the science of marketing, was Edward Bernays. Edward Bernays was a master marketing strategist. And we do a lot of things because of that dude. Like, we eat meat for brec- breakfast because of that dude. You know, we think that milk is associated with calcium because of that dude. That mm-hmm. dude was a master marketer or a marketing strategist. Women were smoking cigarettes in America for the very first time because of that dude. Cigarettes were associated with empowerment. They didn't want to give women real power, but they put a symbol, not to be disrespectful, but they put a symbolic genital, a, a phallic symbol in women's mouth rather than giving them real power. I mean, how are you going to get power from a cigarette? You know, and then going as far as even creating cigarettes specifically for women, Virginia Slim. So Virginia is slim because she smoked. It's just so much that I could say. And this is all dealing with health. This is all dealing with diet, you know, nutrition. It's very vast and it's predicated upon sciences, you know. And so I've taken time over the years. I've, I've written 800 articles. I had 800 videos on YouTube before they, you know, pull that channel down. And I was educating people all around the world, really making it because it's a lot. I mean, you can't even see my books to the left of me. This, this is my office, but it's a library. It's so much. And I have the things that doctors have, and I have the things that naturopaths have. So I'm very balanced with it, you know, and I can, you know, deal with culture, you know, what black people should be eating, what white people should be eating, the nutrients that white people need more than anybody else, the nutrients that Africans need more than anybody else, Latinos would have. I mean, it's just so vast. And it's very interesting and very fascinating. Well, speaking of nutrition and diet, specifically for Black women, because that's who our listeners are. Okay. What are, like, your top five vitamins or herbs that you think that Black women need for optimal health? And we recognize that everybody has their own, like, unique conditions, right? But just generally speaking, what are, like, the top five herbs that Black women should have? That's a great question. There's so many herbs, so many wonderful herbs, and, you know, female reproductive herbs, hormonal herbs. But the top five, I would say, would be red raspberry leaf, which is a great source of iron because iron is so key for Africans, especially African-American females. I mean, all females really, but African-Americans more so because as African-Americans, we require more iron than anybody else. So red, ras- red raspberry leaf, which is a great source of iron. I would say sarsaparilla, which is another great source of iron, but it's hormonal. It's, it's hormonal sort of help to balance the hormones. You, you can never go wrong with sarsaparilla. Then I would say wild yam root, because that will help to balance natural progesterone levels, because there's so much hormonal imbalance in America because of what we eat. All the animals we're eating, at least 99% of the animals we're eating are female, right? We talk all this feminist stuff and women's right, but we don't eat the male. We eat the female. So that's why we have hormonal imbalance. You already got estrogen. You already have, have progesterone. Now you're eating a female animal and you're getting extra estrogen and, you know, extra progesterone. So it throws your body, you know, your system out of whack. So I would say the wild yam, 
After that, red clover, which is the number one source, the highest source of natural estrogen in the form of estriol. So when you, when you have wild yam and, and red clover leaf, you got your progesterone and you got your estrogen balance. Uh, and then the last one for black women, we're on black women, I would probably say squaw vine because squaw vine is a uterine. And, and unfortunately for our women, we have so many adverse uterine conditions. So I would say a squaw vine because that's a very powerful herb to, to tone and, and, and strengthen and repair the uterus. So that, those would be my top five herbs for black women. But of course, there are, there are hundreds. But those would be my top, top five to make it easy on people. That is so helpful and so insightful. And we will have to look those up and add them in our show notes. Tahuti, can you talk a bit about the difference between curing and healing something? You had a really informative video about the FDA and how they are a trip. They're good at what they do, but they are a trip. And how I believe you were saying as a herbalist, you cannot say that you actually heal people from things, even though you do. You have to use the, I want to say politically correct word, cure, I believe, or, or maybe I got it mixed up. Can you talk a bit about that? Yes, yes, true. I have a herbalist manual and I have a chapter in there called Word Control, where we are controlled with words. So when you understand that there are like copyrighted words that the government owns and therefore can dictate to you how to use those words. So the word cure, the word cure is their term. But remember the disease, they created the disease, they created genital herpes, that's their term. Diabetes is their term, cancer is their term, endometriosis is their term. Those are their terms. In other words, they control those diseases. And if you're not careful, then they control the organs in your body that are diseased. You have to be very, 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 very careful. So instead of saying cure, you say heal. They don't own the word heal. You know, they don't own the word adverse health condition. They own disease. So I break it down. Get away from the disease term or word and get into the organ. They don't own the organ because if you use their word, you can get, I mean, man, you can really get hemmed up. If you say carrot juice can cure cancer, they're coming after you. Not because of carrot juice, which you can use to help heal yourself of Degenerative diseases like cancer. But you said carrot juice cure or can cure cancer. So you're going to get that letter cease and desist. Because the way you're using carrot juice makes it a drug. Use makes a thing a drug, how you're using it. So when you're saying bananas can cure diabetes, bananas can cure this or cure that, you're going to get that cease and desist. Because the way you're using the banana, the banana is a drug and they regulate all drugs. You see, so you have to use the, the, the proper term. So instead of saying cancer, you will say cellular necrosis. Instead of saying diabetes, you would say adverse pancreas condition. Instead of saying cirrhosis, you would say adverse liver condition. And you just go down the line and you're home free. You know, so they let me see. I had my running with them in 2008. And from that episode, I was exposed, you know, the, the truth of you know, the word control or how they use word control. And it just clicked. And it was like, to really focus on organs. You, you don't have time to deal with these people. You have to educate people globally and, and, and nationwide. So you don't have time to be dealing with these people and their shenanigans. 
So I was educating people on organs, learn your organs. The government doesn't control organs, learn the organs. And then you learn the herbs that have an affinity for the organs. And then you're home free. Plus the herbs are cheaper than the drugs anyway. And no part of your body is made up of no drug, you know. Yeah, like my dog does not denote, you know, like you got a deficiency, you know, Viagra doesn't denote some type of uh, deficiency in the body. Like you have a Viagra deficiency or a Midol deficiency. Like, no, your body's not made up of Midol. Your body's not made up of aspirin. Your body's not made up of Viagra and all of these, all of these other drugs. You know, we need plants. Plants are organic. We are organic beings. Drugs are not organic. They're man-made. And no part of the body is made up of a drug. Even for the religious people, your Bible tells you, Ezekiel 47, 12. Revelation 22, 2, Psalm 104, 14, the, the quote unquote, the good book, you know, for the people into the good book, it tells you to consume the herbs for medicine, not drugs, not dr- the original drug is a herb anyway, because the word herb goes back to, I'm sorry, the word drug goes back to an old French word called drogue, D-R-O-G-U-E, drogue. Oh yeah, it's an old French word. And in the English, we call it drug. So drug comes from old French drogue. So the original drug is the plant. Just like the original OEGYN is the midwife. So if you look up, if you study etymology, mm-hmm. and you look up like gyne means like, you know, a female. Mm-hmm. And so when you look up the, the term obstetrician, it goes back to a word obstetrics. Tricks, T-R-I-X, tricks. That is dealing with a female, obstetrix. Obstetrix meant midwife. So from obstetrix or obstetrix, obstetrician, which is these days is a man, you know. So when you got women going to, you know, get checkups from a man who does not have what you have. Which is part of why I've never had a male gynecologist. There you go. Like if people are going to doctors, use a female Man, I'm all up in your stuff. He, you don't have ovaries and, and uterus and what have you. And got you on your back for his convenience. You got women giving birth on their backs. Mm-hmm. Especially Western men want women on their back. Like, no, in Africa and the Native, Native American tribe, you squatted to give birth. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, it's just so much. It's, I mean, and it's not just like what we eat, but the things that we do. You know, like on the toilet, we should be squatting. You know, they, they have us just sitting. You know, our, our, our legs, our knees need to be propped up. There's something called the wells or well steps, you know, that props the knees up. So, you know, we're at a certain angle. So we're not straining, you know. So just even how things are made in, in America, you know, like chairs. We're sitting in chairs seven hours a day, like if we have a corporate job, seven hours a day. You don't see that in no place in nature. The gorilla doesn't sit for seven hours. The monkey, the orangutan, the zebra, like, Animals move. That's why we have to have gyms over here. There's no gyms in the in the, the wild, the plains, the jungle. They move. They have their natural calisthenics. You, the gorilla, you see the gorillas, you know, bind to bind, swinging from bind exactly. to Exactly. You know, you see the zebras moving, you know, but humans, not so much. Wow. wow. Tahuti, you have given us so much valuable, valuable information. So for our ladies who are listening, and not just our ladies, for any gender, any person who is listening, and they're saying, all right, 
I need to get in touch with Takuni because I, I have questions and I need him to answer some individual things that are going on with me and give me some healing. Where can our listeners find you? They can find me one place only these days, and that is Tahuti Matwa Herbs, also known as DMR Herbs. That's the shortened version. Dot com, Tahuti Matwa Herbs dot com or DMR Herbs dot com. Customer service and leave your inquiry and inquiries of a health nature. I answer, you know, my orders and little basic type things. Somebody else answers. But for people with health issues, adverse health conditions, they can send those inquiries to our customer service at com, And they can specifically say, this is for the herbalist. And it'll, it'll be sent to me. Lisa will send it to me and I will answer it. That's and I will, give, I will give the people truth, man. I mean, I make life so easy. For, I study so much. Like it's so much. I get headaches, you know, I'm good now. There's <laughs> just so much. You know, and it's not for me. Like, I'm straight. I took care of myself. You know, I'm, 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 my, when my father was my age, my father was dying. Like, he, my father transitioned five days after his 50th birthday. I'm 50 and I'm balling. You know, I feel like I'm 25. Yes. You know, I'm still playing basketball with my boys. You know, I'm at David Busters, man, and other little arcade type places balling. I'm at parks running, chasing them. You know, I'm, I feel 25 and it's because of this lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. the diet. You know, diet is a part of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's how I live. It's the things that I put on my body. Like I said the other day on Twitter, technically we should be able to eat everything we put on our body. Oh, you can you can send those inquiries to JudyMyRherbs dot com and like you know what's a good alter, alternative to lotion. You know what's the best type of soap. You know maybe you need a diet. Maybe you need a specific diet. Maybe you need help transitioning from meat eater to to vegan. I don't care what it is. I don't care like what it is, you know, what can I do for herbal, you know, prenatal? What can I do to quote unquote, lose weight? You don't really want to lose weight because the subconscious mind will help you to find it. Mm -hmm. I lost a pound and I gained it all back plus 10, you know? So, you know, (laughs) words and subconscious mind, you know, here, but I don't care what it is. You send it. There's not a lot of places you can go to and, and, and really get this information. You know, and, you know, I, I shoot straight from the hip. You know, I'm not going to hold back. And all, all, both genders, all races, like, I do not care. I have information for God's children. So if you want to say, hey, I'm a white woman, you know, and I'm worried about osteoporosis because white women are number one for, like, osteoporosis, you know, and calcium. And you're saying calcium is acidic and it leads to a place of role in osteoporosis. How can I get my calcium? I got the answer for you. I feel like this conversation is unfinished. Tahuti, we may have to just have you back and just have another conversation. This was so amazing. Thank you so much for your time, your insight, your gems. We skipped our whole fun OU Clatches segment because we couldn't sacrifice that for the gems. So thank you so much. We will definitely be in touch with you. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Anytime. Anytime. I'm available for you guys. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Herspace podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Thanks for joining us today in Herspace. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health. 
but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Herspace Podcast, or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. Although my plans may change, I will stay committed to my purpose. We'll see you next week, lady.